On Every Main Street is a weekly program that takes a deeper look into the greater Lehigh Valley small, medium, and large businesses that might be found on Every Main Street. Tonight, join me, Greg Caponia, as we invite WDIY listeners to learn more about the entrepreneurs with great ideas serving the communities in which we live. Good evening and welcome to On Every Main Street. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and tonight we are going to speak with the recently named Executive Director of the Greater Lehigh Valley Auto Dealers Association, otherwise known as Glovada, Mr. Dan Moyer. Welcome and congratulations on being recently named Executive Director. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Yeah, we met at the uh, auto show, Dan, and you are indeed excited, and you are no stranger to the auto business, are you? No, I'm not. Uh, I've been in the auto industry my entire life, um, starting at uh, 14 years old, pumping gas for a service station across the street from my home after school and weekends, uh, and then and then uh, working my way up the ladder to uh, becoming a partner in an automotive uh, uh, dealership uh, group in the Lehigh Valley. Wow. And so you've been at it since 14. <laughs> That's like a lot of us radio people. We started early. Over your career, Dan, what have been the most significant things that have changed since you've started in the auto business? I mean, the, the automotive industry and what a wonderful industry it is has really evolved and um, have gone from just your, your normal um, internal combustion engine, which is the gas engine, to, to now talking about electric vehicles. But uh, the, the introduction of, a, of the electric components to vehicles has really changed um, that industry and um, has really given the consumer many, many, many more options. Well, let's jump to electric cars. We're going to dance around here a little bit on several subjects here because we've got auto shows to talk about. We've got uh, cars. Give us a little look into the future. When do you think cars will be more electric on the road than they are right now? Well, I mean, as of uh, last year, around 4% of the market last year was electric vehicles that were sold. Hybrid vehicles were 2% of the market. Uh, the rest was uh, uh, gas-powered uh, vehicles, with the majority of uh, vehicles that were sold were light-duty trucks. The government is, 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 is and, and experts are saying that by 2030, they expect about 30% of the market to be electric vehicles. Um, however, I believe we're a long way away, and um, we really need to get focused on infrastructure in, in the United States. Well, let's talk about the infrastructure. What are we doing in the Lehigh Valley to set up charging stations and, uh, and perhaps alleviate some of that range anxiety? A lot of the dealers, a lot of manufacturers have requested that their dealers put charging stations in you know, at their current locations. Um, a pretty hefty investment. I uh, spoke to many dealers uh, in, in the past uh, few months, and um, they're reporting that uh, the manufacturers are uh, making renovations uh, necessary in, in the course of about a million dollars, you know, per store. But I think, that, I think that the industry itself and the infrastructure here in the Valley has to take hold, and we must do a much better job in, in having um, charging stations set out through the Lehigh Valley for consumers to be able to charge, you know, charge their vehicles. With the average electric vehicle, normal conditions, 250 miles to 300 miles, you know, really, really, you can't go more than 125 miles away because you need to get back. Right. So... 
what can you envision in the future? What does the future look like? Will we have charging stations almost at every exit? I think that's um, where the focus is going to be, but it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that have to take place. It's, it's not only a charging station. We also have to have the electronic abilities to know or to notify the, the person driving that electric vehicle where there, a, a, where there is a charging station, B, is it available currently? Or are there charging pods available for someone to pull up and just charge their vehicle right away? Or what would be the estimated wait time? As right now, I think the negative impact on electric vehicles uh, is, is the amount of time that it does take, take to recharge uh, the, you know, the vehicle. There's, you know, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of excitement driving the electronic vehicle market. You know, but there are still those challenges, and, and, and those challenges are brought on by the supply chain disruption from, from COVID-19, now the Ukraine crisis, and, you know, and our infrastructure. And it's not just about charging stations and building them. You know, it's about how do we notify the customer that, that hey, there's a charging station you know, uh, 25 minutes ahead, that it, but it has zero vacancies. Do most of our auto dealers in the Lehigh Valley now have some type of hybrid or electric option? Most do. Some have, you know, one, for instance, General Motors, um, you know, a Buick and GMC dealer has, has the Hummer. That's their electric vehicle. Some other dealers have, have more than one product. Now, there's something about the forward motion of an electric vehicle. They, they do help to charge themselves, don't they, or am I wrong there? There, there is no electric vehicle right now, to my knowledge, that will charge itself unless it's a form of a hybrid vehicle. And how you does know, that when we look at the vehicles, when we look at the vehicles that are out on the market today, you have your your normal gas engine, which which we call ICE internal combustion engine, and then we have uh, the hybrid vehicles, which was one of the first ones to come out, which is a mix of gasoline and electric. Mm-hmm. So you can use electric until it gets low, and then and then switch to fuel, normal normal gas. You know, and, and to get to where you're going, and then we have the electric vehicle, which is the EV vehicle, which is the plug-in type vehicle to charge. So, in a way, the hybrids are helping pave the way to electric, perhaps getting people used to being partially electric. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 it, it's crazy in, in how how the market really changed. You know, we were we were supposed to go from internal uh, gas engines to to hybrid and then to electric, but we kind of just bypassed hybrid almost altogether. Few manufacturers are investing a lot of time and money and effort into a hybrid vehicle. Most are looking specifically right to electric vehicles. What about the? Uh, do you, do you have, when people come in and look for an automobile, do they are they concerned about saving gas or the environment or how do they? What's the motivator typically right now? Well, I think the um, a couple things. Um, you know, I, uh, some folks as they spoke to dealers again, some folks aren't really concerned about the price of gas right now because I think that you know they're limited to what their choices are. To order, you know, to get an electric vehicle, I don't believe there's any on anyone's lot right now that they can purchase. Those all have to be ordered, um, and there are a few dealers that have some new gas vehicles that are on their lot. But for most people right now, if they're in the market to buy. They're kind of limited as to what they can purchase right now or, or what they can order. And hopefully that comes in within some stores are saying a month. Other dealers are saying, you know, a few months for Dan, an ordered vehicle. Dan, let's talk about inventory uh, at the dealership. So let's say you have a specific car that you would like to purchase. What is the wait time? What can you expect? What if I want a, a Toyota 
Corolla, for example. Okay. Most of, most of the Toyotas like that are, are about a month to two months out. If you're going to look at some specialty vehicles, like if you want to work to a Corvette, um, you're probably eight to nine months out, very minimum. And that's a big change, isn't it? A big change. A big change. And this is mostly related to the supply chain? Mostly related to the supply chain and not only, not only the chips, but also, you know, also, um, you know, other items where, you know, we're talking about sheet metal and other parts, other components that, that are very challenging to get at this time. Talk the, chip menu, the chip manufacturer, you know, is um, they're expecting it to return back to some type of normalcy in early 2023. So what are these chips that everybody's talking about that we don't have? Can you explain that a little bit more? Everybody says, ah, I guess it's the chips, and they give you one of those Jerry Seinfeld looks. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not what you buy in a bag at a grocery store. Right. Okay? What we're talking about here is a, <laughs> yeah. small, is a small electric component uh, that, that basically is the brains behind almost every computer that's out there, the brains behind almost every TV that's out there, um, and the brains behind the vehicle itself, both in, in making sure the engine is running properly and the radio and other information that the vehicle needs. The, the problem that the manufacturers have, and, and I don't really want to say that it's a shortage of chips, is that back when COVID hit and the manufacturers stopped building cars, they, they eliminated their contract with the chip manufacturer. They did not need to purchase chips because they were not sure which way the industry was going to go. At that point in time, the chip manufacturer, that's a business. They still have to produce chips. And when the auto dealers, or I'm sorry, auto manufacturers said, we, we, we don't need any chips right now, they went ahead and signed other contracts with other manufacturers that would need their chips. For instance, the TV industry, the computer industry. So Samsung and Mitsubishi and, and those companies now jumped ahead of the, of, of the auto manufacturers and, and purchased those chips. So they're contractually obligated now to make the chips for, for, for the electronic industry, and now that leaves the automotive industry at the bottom of the list, if you will. I see. Why should we go to a dealership to buy a car? I mean, there's so many different options now. Tell us uh, the things that a dealership can bring to us. You have a lot of well, dealers here, and, and, and you want to shop a dealer. You want to maybe keep it local. What can that dealer offer you versus just just getting something off the internet? Well, I think you know it's it's that personal touch. You know, it's 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 a place that and, and someone you want to be familiar with. You know, purchasing a vehicle today it's the second largest purchase that you'll probably make in your in your life, and and it's not just about buying the car. It's about where do I go now when I have trouble? Where do I go now when I want to maintain it? And what type of relationship? can I foster with that facility? And some people want to go ahead and purchase cars online and, and so forth and so on, um, and, they, and, and they're looking at price, and that may be the best price for them. But at the end of the day, something has to happen after that. And, and to build that relationship up with, with a dealer is what is very, very important. And, and, and most dealers realize that now, and they're very, very focused on, you know, on customer satisfaction and, and really taking care of the customer. About how many dealers are in your organization, members? Um, we have um, over 55 rooftops. That's a lot. It, it's a lot. And, you know, when, when Glovato was first uh, out there, we had more dealers 
not quite as many rooftops, not, not quite as many you know uh, brands, but we had we had a lot more dealers. Today, what we're seeing is is fewer dealers, but the fewer dealers are owning more of the brands. So we have more mega dealers, if you would. And how many brands um, are represented throughout these fifty plus dealerships? We're, we're talking fifty plus different brands that are that are there. That's a good reason to keep it local. That is correct. No reason to go shopping anywhere else. And the pricing for a car, is it the same if you purchase one in the Lehigh Valley versus going someplace else? When you think about it, everyone buys the car for the same price. The only thing that changes the price on the vehicle is going to be the, you know, the additions that are, that are in the vehicle itself. Um, now, there are reports of some, you know, some dealers charging a little bit more because of price and demand. I'm sorry, you know, product and demand. But for the most part, you know, dealers want to want to be able to sell the vehicle. But but for most dealers, it's not just about selling the car. You know, they're in the relationship business. They want to be able to sell that that person another car after this one, after this one, after this one. So so it's about building relationships is, is what it's about. We are talking with Dan Moyer, the executive director of the Greater Lehigh Valley Auto Dealers Association. When we come back. We're going to share some exciting news about the future coming up, what Dan does with Glovada, and also talk about that car show that everybody waits for every spring. I'm Greg Caponia. You're listening to WDIY. WDIY News engages the Lehigh Valley with accurate, unbiased reporting from many sources with volunteer, real voices providing context and definition for thought. For WDIY News, I'm Sarit Lashinsky. For WDIY News, I'm Marcy Lightwood. For WDIY News, I'm Mike Flynn. Listen to WDIY News during Morning Edition. Fresh air and all things considered daily here on WDIY. Streaming on WDIY.org and on the WDIY phone app. Welcome back to On Every Main Street with our guest Dan Moyer of the Greater Lehigh Valley Auto Dealers Association. Dan Glavada hosts the auto show and you're already planning on next year's program, aren't you? Yes, we are. And what an exciting auto show it will be. It, it is one that you will not want to miss. Tell us why. Well, the, the, the main reason is, is we think that the manufacturers are going to have more vehicles uh, there for us this year versus last year. But most importantly, we are going to add a new element uh, to the 2023 Lehigh Valley Auto Show and that element is going to be called a tuner section, um, which, which um, for most folks that, that don't know, you know, it's, it's vehicles that are, uh, that have been, as the word is called, tricked out, cars that have been modified um, and, um, with, with um, paint jobs and, and engine components and exhaust systems, you know, and things like that. Folks that have spent, could be upwards of $100,000 on one vehicle. So if you are listening outside of the Lehigh Valley, you need to keep your ears peeled to this auto show because this is something that you can't get anywhere else. And we have a lot of listeners who listen from outside of the Lehigh Valley uh, via the Internet or on our app. This is going to be really interesting. When I first talked with Dan about this, my vision was uh, a 1972 Impala tricked out. But this is really something different, isn't it? Can you explain, tell us about what types of cars you might see? 
Yes, in, in speaking with the folks that are involved in, in putting this on, you know, we're talking Lamborghinis, we're talking Porsche, we're talking high-end BMW, Maserati. There's many, many different cars. It's not just one brand specific. And um, these folks are, like I said, they, they spend a lot of money in wheels and tires and exhaust and and paint uh, repainting of their vehicles and, you know, window tinting and, and so forth. And and it's not only the vehicles that are that are going to be there. It's the vendors um, and the exhibitors that, that come along with these, these type of vehicles. So, you know, we're talking, you know, product innovations from, from new and iconic exhibitors. Um, and, you know, folks that come will experience the latest product and custom vehicle trends that you will not see, you know, anywhere else except here at the Lehigh Valley for, for these folks. Setting up an auto show is not an easy task, is it? It is not. It is a, it is a lot of work. And, okay. and, and, and when we talk about the auto show and we talk about Globata, let's just take one minute if we can to talk about Globata and what it means sure, and what please. we really do. You know, what it's about in the, in the Lehigh Valley, because it, it is actually the best-kept secret that is out there. But, but Globata, once again, the Greater Lehigh Valley Auto Dealers Association, you know, was, was put together by, by a few local dealers about 16 years ago. And it was about what can we do to, to do better advertising in our area, um, but also to, to give back to the community. And, and the one thing that I'm very proud of and the, one, and, and the reason why I wanted to really take over this position and grow it, you know, is because of what we do in the community. And Globata itself is about, is about cars, it is about children, and it is about community. And that's what we focus on. The auto show itself was put together as a way that we can raise money to, so, we are, so we're able to give money back to the community. We currently, currently as an average, give over $100,000 back to um, to wonderful organizations in the greater Lehigh Valley, and that's done per year with the help of the auto show. Um, in the last nine years, we've given back over a million dollars to these wonderful organizations like the Boys Club, the Girls wow. Club, the YMCA, the YWCA, the, you know, the Good Shepherd Home, the Red Cross, Lehigh Valley Health Network, St. Luke's Hospital. You know, we, you know, we give this back, and, and it's very easy for people, to, organizations to apply you know, they just go on to Globata.org, and, and the information is there. They send in their paperwork to us, and our, our nominations committee takes a look at each and every one of those and then decides on which ones to give, making sure that we don't give the same ones every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we're giving back the, the money to the community. That's, that's one part of the aspect of the auto show. You know, having the auto show then helps the community because the consumer – can see all of these new products in one location. They don't have to drive miles and miles around to try to, to try to see some other vehicles. And one thing that we're very proud of with our auto show is that is that the majority of people that come to the Leah Valley Auto Show are there really to make a buying decision. And I, I found that out firsthand at, at last year's auto show where I spoke to probably well over 300 people that came to the show just to get a feel for what they were there for and, and really to see what we could do better. And, and the majority of those folks said they were there to make a buying decision. And, and, and we can see that because over the course of you know, the, the, the week of the auto show and the few weeks after, you could see a direct uptick in, in customers going to the dealerships in the Lehigh Valley. 
it's a chance to really sit in the car and get the feel of what you'd like to shop, isn't it? It, it is a great time for that. We had at, at, at last year's auto show, we had quite a few folks that were waiting 15 to 20 minutes in line just to sit in specific vehicles that they wanted to, that, that they wanted to get a feel of. What surprises people the most when they come to your Glovada show? Um, I think the, you know, it's a first class show. You know, we, we do it right. We have great vendors. You know, WFMC is, is, is one of them that really helps us out with, with, um, you know, getting the word out and, and making it a first class, you know, auto show. You know, this, this just doesn't happen by osmosis. You know, the auto show, as you said earlier, is a lot of work, but also, you know, we have to convince the manufacturers that, that, that this show is worthy of them coming here. You know, we're surrounded by other large markets, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg. You know, but we have to, you know, we, we want to show them that this is an important market for them as well. Um, and the greater Lehigh Valley, um, you know, we, you know, the dealers combined in the greater Lehigh Valley shows that we're the third largest employer, you know, in the greater Lehigh Valley with over, over 7,000 plus employees. So we are a market to be reckoned with and we are our own market. We're not part of another region. We're not part of another market. We, we want to, we want to continuously let them make them aware that that we are our own market. When a person comes to the auto show and they how long do they usually stay and how many people typically show up during the auto show? Prior to COVID, we you know we we had crowds of 60 65,000 folks in four and a half days. Wow. That would come through the auto show. Last year was 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 down just slightly. We were you know we were around 35 to 40,000 folks that came through the auto show. And of course, it was a COVID time with a, with a few restrictions. Uh, but but the the people that were there were happy. They were excited. They were you know they were they were happy to be back. The auto show was you know was canceled for two years. Yeah, when I so went they, last year, people were, were just to happy back. to get out. They're yes, <laughs> happy they to were. be able to go out and grab a car. They were, and um, but, but like I say, you know, as long as as long as the dealers want to participate, the manufacturers want to participate, and the consumers want to come. We expect to have the auto show, and, and I, I can tell you, Greg, that this year, the excitement of the tuner section is going to bring a lot more people and a lot younger crowd. Back to the uh, work that you do in the community, are you working with any of the local tech schools? Do, do, the, do the dealers collaborate with uh, young people who want to go into this industry? Yes, we do. We, you know, we are directly involved with, with every educational automotive um, program that is out there with Lehigh, you know, Northampton Community College, you know, LTRIC with UTI, with LCTI. We're, you know, we're with the high schools um, as well. We're with Skills USA. There's, there's many organizations out there, and, and you know, we, we are part of that. You know, as every industry, you know, most dealers are looking for people. They need people. And, and not just, we're not just talking technicians. We're talking we're talking body, you know, body shop personnel. We're talking parts personnel. We're talking service advisors. We're talking salespeople, sales managers, finance people, um, controllers. You know, the you know, you know, office employees. There's there's a lot of employees that that every dealer is saying the same thing that every other manufacturer is talking about, and that's the lack of people um, that 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 want to get back into the workforce. These are good jobs. What would you tell a young person who is saying, I'm considering the auto industry, why should I do this? Well, well, 
first of all, it's um, it's not a job; it's a career choice. And and uh, you know, most dealers offer an exciting career for everyone. And I can just tell you that I can go back to myself. And when I when I first got into the into the dealership world, I I I didn't know anything about a car dealership. And I can tell you, thirty four years that I spent there, I went from from being a, a service advisor, you know, as you know, a person to becoming a to becoming a partner. So where you start at the dealership is not where you're going to end up unless that's where you want to end up. And and I can tell you that in the years that I worked at at you know at this dealership, um, you know, we promoted many, many people to much better careers within the dealership. And I can tell you one one gentleman that that I personally hired to to come in and work in our detail shop basically washing cars. And three years later I convinced them that 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 he's a good guy, and and he's got a great attitude, a great personality, and he he should get into car sales. And within within two years of being a sales consultant, he came in in the top five sales consultants in our company, and we had I'm going to say 75 to 80 sales consultants, if not more. So if you want to, you know, it's not about getting your fingers dirty. You can you can change your career, you can change your job, whatever you want to call it, within within the dealership world, and you can continue to move up. And most most quality dealerships will give you a plan and show you here's what it will take to go from this this position to this position to this position. How would a person learn about the jobs that are available today? Well, they can they can go to our website globata.org, and and there's information on there. They can, for me, I would go online and look up the, the dealerships, the local dealerships that are here, uh, and, and see what opportunities are, are available. And, and, and like I said, it's a, it could be a very rewarding career for, you know, for anyone that wants to be a part of it. If you have the passion that you want to be in this industry and you want to, and you want to, and you want to meet people, talk to people, and you want to see the greatest and latest technology that is out there, the automotive industry is the way to be. It's not about it's not about people that that don't want to go to college. The automotive industry, you know, we're looking for we're looking for great, bright, young minds. That's what we want. We, you know, it's another opportunity for you know for someone to have a rewarding career in their life. And there you have it, Dan Moyer, the executive director of the Greater Lehigh Valley Auto Dealers Association. Again, if you want to learn more about everything that Glavada does, it's G L A. V-A-D-A dot org, correct? That is correct. Dan Moyer, thank you very much for being on Every Main Street. Thank you very much, Greg. I'm your host, Greg Caponia, and you are listening to WDIY 88.1 FM. Have a great evening.